What aspect of your life is holding you back right now? Perhaps it's vulnerability. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The third part of a short series on vulnerability. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the All Around Growth podcast. It's episode six because yesterday I mistakenly thought it was episode seven and it actually could have been, but I recorded some little bonus episode talking about my purpose and my passion on Saturday and that sort of threw off the episode sequence. And as I wrote about or spoke about, um, right relationships yesterday, I assumed that it was actually episode seven. So even though I recorded what you're about to hear after episode seven, this is episode sixth. Today is October 7th, 2020, and I'd like to give a little hat tip to the wordsmith, uh, the wordsmith um, journaling prompt deck. I don't own this one, however, I did buy one of these uh, decks of cards that have talking points, and I'm going to use that as time goes on, in addition to the audience feedback that I've been receiving. And this third part on vulnerability is exactly that, feedback from the audience. The final question that was posed to me about vulnerability was, how can vulnerability help others on their journey? So like I did in speaking about the second or like I did in the second part of vulnerability, I typed something into a search engine to generate a few talking points, a few bullet points. And I typed, how does vulnerability help in our journey? I came across two articles, which I will link to in the show notes, one of which was called How to Embrace Vulnerability as Your Greatest Strength. And the second article titled how vulnerability can be a leadership superpower. But as I read that first article, I found that there were just a number of excellent, excellent talking points. And I created those bullet points, printed them out, and that will be the source for my my own talking points this morning. So. Let's, uh, let's just dive right into it. As I read the article, it was written and posted on Medium, and it was written in a way that made extracting these bullet points relatively easy. So I'll just roll through the ones that stuck out to me the most as I, uh, as I drive on the morning commute, and I'll expand upon them as I... Uh, as I feel it's appropriate. So let's do this. Let me adjust my microphone here. And um, I'll hit the road. The first bullet point 
reads, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage, affirms research professor and author Brene Brown in Rising Strong. So, vulnerability isn't about winning or losing. Um, it's having the courage to show up. And addressing and dealing with vulnerability takes takes courage. Well, I mean, let's just get that out of the way. It's, it's not easy, but I have a lot of bullet points because I took a lot away from this article. And so I just want to keep moving through because there are some things that I want to expand on more so than others, but I want to read them all. So let's keep plugging away. Second bullet point reads, your association with vulnerability requires a shift in awareness in order to strengthen your emotional well-being. A shift in awareness. That is something that when we begin becoming more and more cognizant of all-around growth, our our awareness in, in many aspects of our lives shifts. And moreover, to continue achieving results in this sphere of all-around growth, we have to work even harder to encourage or facilitate further shifts in awareness. And we're able to do that in a lot of different ways, but it requires a lot of work and looking into deep, dark places that we're not normally accustomed to looking into. Another bullet point, you must accept your vulnerability if you wish to live a wholesome life. Even the smallest act of letting down your guard is a commitment to your personal growth. Yeah, like I said, you know, personal growth and development, it's hard. The road to all-around growth is a commitment. And we, 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 we've got to accept vulnerability. Let's get to let's get to how does this help others though, which was the question. Alright. Next bullet point. When we experience a great loss that feels like brokenheartedness, we now realize that our heart is not broken. It's actually the heart's protective shell of defenses breaking open to allow us to feel all of the emotions fully, writes author Locke Kelly in Shift into Freedom the science and practice of open-hearted awareness. Next bullet point. Vulnerability is an act of courage because you merge with your authentic self instead of hiding behind a facade to appease others. (laughs) 
again, the question that was asked, now that I'm going to stop sign, I can reread this again. The question that was asked was, how can vulnerability help others in their journey? And while these are all good bullet points, I'm going to keep motoring along until I find something that seems a little bit more relevant to that question. And I'm actually behind a school bus now, it looks like, so I may have some time to better read these talking points, as well as I'm at a stop sign. It is within the unknown where your greatest potential lies. Human nature is imperfect, yet the paradox is that we are whole within the sphere of that imperfection. That's important, all right? It's important because, let's read that again. It is within the unknown where your greatest potential lies. Again, that sort of is a little bit of a throwback to our discussions this week about passion and purpose. And no matter what our passion and purpose is, I think it's important to include acts of love and acts of service to others. And by doing so, by default, we help others in their journey. Next bullet point. To embrace vulnerability is your greatest strength. You will need to become aware of your pain points. Retaliation leads to suffering, since you are likely to defend your pain like a wounded animal. Next bullet point. Every person has pain thresholds. If, le if left unchecked, they become inflamed and dominate your emotional landscape, not to mention your physical health. While I could tie this back in to finding passion and purpose, the only thing I have to say is to reiterate what I just said about finding passion, finding purpose, and living a life of love and service to others. Addressing our vulnerability and dealing with our vulnerability in a healthy, positive, and beneficial way creates an environment or helps to create an environment that facilitates more of that, more of the love, and more of the service to others and the ability to do so and do it well. Next bullet point. Suffering ensues when you focus on your sorrow instead of appreciating the beauty and richness of your complete self. And finally, the last bullet point that I have is be wary of the ego and its aversion to being vulnerable. The ego likes to protect its image and vulnerability is a crack in its armor. Now these are all good bullet points and I, I have a whole page of a larger font so I can easily access it on my clipboard while driving. And don't worry, it's not like I'm in deep, heavy traffic. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't safe, or at least as safe as it can be. I don't really see more than half a dozen vehicles on this commute. But 
I'm at least two thirds of the way in. And while all these bullet points were great, they're not really relevant to the question of how can vulnerability help others in their journey. The second article that I pulled up was an article titled, How Vulnerability Can Be a Leadership Superpower. And it looks like this was a podcast by The Anxious Achiever, season two, episode five. And there's not much there. It looks like the episode was 30 minutes. I didn't listen to it, but again, I'll link to both of these articles or that the previous article on Medium and this podcast in the show notes if you're interested. But what I pulled from the notes of that podcast reads as follows. Good leaders bring mentally healthy values to their teams and organizations. And that means showing weakness at times and facing the resulting risk of being perceived as a weak leader. But assessing that vulnerability is harder for some leaders than others. And this was written and maybe recorded by a guy named Jason Rosario, founder of The Lives of Men, and he discusses how mental health, vulnerability, and masculinity intersect at work. Now, this isn't necessarily something strictly on masculinity or work or our career, but Again, the question was, how can vulnerability help others in their journey? And apparently that person doesn't like the fact that I'm waiting for this vehicle to turn. So, ah, people are impatient, even here in a semi-rural area where I live. But I'm by the school, and I digress. So let's get back to it. How can vulnerability help others in our journey? or in their journey, rather. Well, I'll talk about this, how vulnerability can be a leadership superpower. In my own experience as a leader of teams, having employees that worked underneath me, and while this seems like it might specifically apply to someone who is in a leadership position, If you are listening to this, you are walking this road of all-around growth and you're listening to this because you want to be a leader in your own life. And when we become leaders in our own lives, even if we don't have employees, what happens is we help others on their journey. People all around. I think people all around in the world want to be leaders. We want to be leaders in our own lives. We want to have self-respect. And I am of the opinion that in order to be a good leader, you must be a good follower and learn how to understand and and better learn to understand how to follow. So it's human nature because of the fact we are social creatures and we're drawn to those who have 
healthy, positive, and beneficial attitudes. And a lot of that comes from, or some of it can come from, the effective manner in dealing with vulnerability in our own lives. So again, we read, good leaders bring mentally healthy values to their teams and organizations. And that means showing weakness at times and facing the resulting risk of being perceived as a weak leader. Now, way back when, I, I'm, I don't do this anymore, but I felt that my boss at that time undermined by disagreeing and then taking other action on the actions and decisions that I made with my teams and who I chose to put in leadership positions by, do, you know, it's, it's, it's not even relevant, but what I learned from that experience in years past that by behaving the way that I did, which included but certainly wasn't limited to exposing my own vulnerability, was that I gained the respect of people who worked under me. I gained the respect of oh boy it's election season and some of these signs are just out of this world but I gained the respect of people and when, when you don't show weakness at times and you make a point to show just how dominant one can be it, it really is of no value to anyone and in addition to it simply not being of value and in addition to losing the respect of the people who are dare I say under you but rather the people that you lead, it simply does not help them in their journey. It's about the least helpful thing that we can do. So as we go through this path, as we walk down this road of all around growth and we look at vulnerability in our life vulnerability in our business let's do that doing the work and all-around growth brings or creates an environment that's conducive to good mental health it allows us to value our teams and it allows us to value the organizations that we either work with work for or participate in. Showing weakness isn't a sign of being weak. Showing weakness is actually a sign of being strong. Taking risks, facing risks, and sometimes it may seem as though we, can, we may appear weak, may be perceived as a weak leader, but it's not. Because what happens 
when we expose ourselves and our vulnerabilities is we open ourselves up to other people. It's an indicator to them that we may be receptive to the ability to offer help if need be. And I think if people understand that, well, sorry about that. I got distracted a little bit as Eric rolled up here and he was saying that there is something in the office kitchen for me that he thinks that I might like. And I'm not going to say that I'm everybody's favorite here at the day job at the nine to five, but I try to bring mentally healthy values to the teams and the organizations here that I'm a part of. And not only have I gained the respect, but I also understand and I've come to understand that a number of people confide in me and I am uh, proud to operate the way that I am. So everybody's rolling up here. It's just about 7.30. Um, whatever time of day you're listening to this, I hope you have a great day. And again, try to make it a great day for others. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye.